You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready now, go, cat, go, but don't you step on my blue suede shoes. Well, you can do anything but take me over my blue suede shoes. Well, you can knock me down. Welcome back for anybody who made it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this week we have Rob, Adam, John, and Grady, and myself, Birch. Hi again. Hello. So this time we're going to do a self-titled Elvis Presley record. Uh, it's a debut studio album by the singer and musician icon Elvis Presley. It was released on March 1956 on RCA Victor Records, uh, produced by Steve Scholes. It was in mono. The genre is rock and roll, rockabilly, rhythm and blues, country, and some might even say gospel. And many consider this to be the official arrival of rock and roll into the mainstream, blending country, gospel, rock, blues with Elvis's own brand of sneer and swagger. What did you guys think? Self-titled, here it is. It's Elvis. Well, I thought this, just as we're getting started with the early years of various genres, was sort of the hardest to um, listen to contextually. Um, this The Sinatra was such a departure from his normal style that it was already different enough, but with, with this one, you know, we've heard all of these songs so many times over, you know, the last was it, 60, 62 years that they've become cliche and, you know, and, and trying to hear them with the ears of someone from that era when this was new and fresh is, you know, can be a bit, a bit challenging. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, so you hear all these kind of crappy guitar solos and, and whatever else and, um, but you know, you, you have to keep in mind this, the, the energy and how just crazy different this was for a, for a lot of people. I mean, obviously there were, he was ripping off a lot of other artists as well and styles, but for a large portion of the, of the public, this was a, a brand new, crazy, you know, evil, you know, thing. Um, so just, you know, trying to keep that in mind while, while listening through this is posed a bit of a challenge, but you can still, you can still hear that that swagger and that, that appeal, that charm and that, uh, everything in his, in his voice, uh, it, it still, it makes sense still. I think, I think it's still cool, I guess, is what, you know, cool style, it's rock and roll, it's kind of that blend of gospel, he kind of did it all, and that's, that's why he's Elvis, is, you know, it's got the rockability, it's got the rock and roll, um, elements i mean but he's yeah he's clearly just taking the other songs that have proven themselves you know even though he's he's he did a couple of those in his his set before but you know he they added tutti frutti um and some of those other songs just to kind of get it through and this is the same producer the the guy who was managing him was also doing the the r&b kind of a mm-hmm. rhythm and blues section and the country section. So that's where that, that ties cross together. kind of ties together. Yeah, I mean, the songs are out of this world. I mean, and honestly, like, recording sounds great. It's the 28 minutes of just, it's basically like hopping the whole time, just really jumpy record. It's got a lot of energy. And I think the thing that is 
very uh, noticeable right off the bat. If you're just trying to, if you like heard him for the first time, if you try to listen, like like what is, what's, let's try to give this like fresh ears, is just how um, uh, expressive his voice is and how much energy he has in his performance. You know, that that's hard to ignore. Like when you listen to um, a singer who puts that much uh, into their vocal style, um, you notice them for better or worse. And, you know, obviously everybody has like an Elvis parody they can do uh, yeah. of the voice. But like, man, talk about making your mark. <laughs> I mean, and this record, it's got it all. I mean, it's just really... I don't, you, you made a comment earlier about, uh, Grady, you made a comment about um, somebody saying that it was like a parrot. There's a... Well, one of the more mellow, the, the sort of ballady songs was it, uh, I'll Never Let You Go. Yeah. In the, in the notes says something about it being overwrought to the point almost of, of self-parody, but it's actually kind of one of the songs I like the most, maybe because I, you know, I could probably never hear Tutti Free again. I'd be... I'd be fine. Uh, this one is a little bit stylistically uh, different than you know, what you hear normally from from Elvis, at least in this this era. I thought it was beautiful, and I, I don't know how else he would have, would have sang it. That was sort of the style, and it was very expressive, and uh, had a little Twin Peaks to it, so it didn't, it didn't hurt. But... himself into the songs you know i mean yeah. you can yeah. see he's he was born to do this and i think it's an important point to say like you said he puts himself into the songs but for example taking tutti frutti that's you know a little richard and uh, i forget the uh, other artist who wrote it with him song little richard's version is the original and is bombastic and yeah, bombastic. little richard across the board and then elvis's is actually kind of a little yeah, a little, a little watered down. He's kind of playful, but he's still like, But yeah. I think a lot of this album, you know, is Elvis saying to the world, here's this music, you can like it too. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It, it, yeah for it, sure. It's absolutely like making that music palatable to the, uh, the white teenage uh, suburbanites who could afford uh, yeah. the 45. I can't tell if I wouldn't, like, I don't... I probably would have fucking loved this record when it came out. Like, but listening to it just like straight ahead, it feels uneven. Like the oh, songs yeah. don't flow very well together I think there are at a few all. Different sessions involved, um, in yeah, as well. Yeah, but like just as far as like you know, stylistically is concerned, it's it's all over the place. Um, but no, I mean, great sequence. No, but I mean, there's there's great songs on it, and his his vocal range is just you know it it's out of this world. Yeah, like, I wrote that too. Crazy. Yeah, when you get more so tender, good. it's a really pure. Beautiful voice. Yeah, a lot of control for the, the Ray Charles oh. song that he does, the second track. I got, oh, a, I got woman. a woman. I got a woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, great song. My my whole thing though, like every 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 time I 
listening through it the entire time, like, I was just thinking, this is your cousin, Marvin Berry? <laughs> Here, listen to this! Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the, it, it's... <laughs> Sorry, it's just where it is. And, you know, like, it, it's cultural appropriation, but the yeah. rock and roll had to start somewhere. And, like, unfortunately, at least in the timeline that we live in, in, oh this, in this reality, like, you know, a white 21 year old had to, had to bring it to the masses yeah yeah i mean i was thinking about that as i was listening to it was i was remembering watching you know I, I can't remember some documentary about music from this era and you know they were calling music made by black folks race records oh god like and it's like the genre like they couldn't just be records they couldn't just be you know this is a record that little richard put out and so it's like there's immediately a divide in certain people's minds and, you know, conservative thinkers. And this, you know, it's weird because it's like, I almost, you know, from a modern viewpoint, I almost have to ask myself, like, is it even cultural appropriation? Is it more cultural appropriation to step up and say, well, these people are never going to have a chance to have their music exposed in the way that mine could? Uh, or is it less cultural appropriation because the system's broken and these people, you know, you're just like, I want people to hear this music. It's great. Maybe I'll be able to get them someday to the level of success. It's such a different time and such a weird division in a, in our country yeah. that I don't even know like how to rank it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love that it all came from Memphis though. I think that's yeah just beautiful. That, that city is, is crazy. And sure. Yeah. So, Two of these were already in uh, Elvis's set, Money, Money, Honey, and I Got a Woman. So the one that they pulled in <laughs> was Tutti Fruity because it had the potential to be, you know, a hit and hold its own. So the song it's that kind of, Lemmy kind of claims made him want to be a musician. Tutti Fruity. Nice. I got a woman has the little uh, Richard version. Has, has the yeah. line where a woman's place is in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Right. A woman's a, place right a, back there in yeah. that home. Ray Charles. Oh, Ray Charles. Yeah, Not in the kitchen, but in the home. Happy home. They should never leave the Happy home. I mean, there, there was a lot wrong with it. She's there to love me both day and night. No grumbles or fusses. Just treats me right. Never running in the streets, leaving me alone. She knows the warmest place. Got a fair line in the home. Got a home. Where does time take me away? Oh, yeah. Back, back to what Adam was saying, I think, about you know, appropriation. I think all you know, cultures inform the other, and that's a good, positive thing if we can learn from them in a Mutually beneficial way. I mean, I think that mutually beneficial is the point. Yeah, indeed. And I think you know those musicians of, didn't get paid. A lot, of, a lot of stuff here is, is that yeah. they they were not rewarded. They were not in any way compensated for the the, the, the original sales. original songwriters and, and and performers of this this music did not get the credit they they deserve. Certainly. Yeah, I think that's the good part too. Is that not only did I mean Little Richard Tutti Frutti was a hit. You know, like that was a hit. And then Elvis covers it, which further, you know, promotes it as, hey, this is a hit. This is an awesome song, you know, um, and I'm sure, I mean, that's, it just elevates, you know, Little Richard by having, to, having some some, extent, to some extent, yeah, having, having this. It should have, you know, it could have st 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 stood, stood on its own, but this was, this yeah. was at a time too when... You wrote a song, everybody was covering your song, 
They were so quick to do that. Yeah, they were so quick to... It it wasn't taboo to, you know, do the covers or whatever. Everyone had their own version of, of, you know, all all these songs. Also, I like Carl Perkins' version of Blue Toy Shoes, but (laughs) that might just be me. (laughs) He didn't have those hips. Yeah. uh, So I think I do like every... I haven't heard the Jess Stone version of uh, Money Honey, but I do like... Ray Charles' version, uh, Little Richards, and Carl Perkins better, I think, than Elvis. Not that I don't like Elvis, but I just, for some... It, That's it's sort like, of how I feel, too, is, like, all these songs that he does, it's, I like his versions, but I usually think that there's one that's, like, a little... Yeah. Got something else Yeah. stronger. I, you know, it's weird, because, like, it nothing could wrong be, with... But it could be something that, it's, like, those people were passionate, because they were, like, the original writers, and yeah. he kind of... I mean, he had his own thing. He had, yeah, such a style that he and, could just make them all his. Yeah. Whether or not, like, we prefer it. <laughs> sure. This right. record came out in 56. Mm-hmm. Okay. People, so, people uh, liked it. Priscilla was 11 when this record came out. <laughs> and, you know, they, they started hanging out three years later. So that's cool. <laughs> Good on you, Elvis. Uh, uh, so the album <laughs> spent 10 weeks at number one, um, the pop charts. In 1956, the first rock and roll, uh, quote, rock and roll album ever to be to make it to the top of the charts, and the first million-selling album of that genre. Damn. it's a lot of records. Yeah, it's a whole lot of records. Is that the entire record, or does that include the uh, the singles? Uh, this is just the record. Okay. So the podcast, um, it's not going to have like weird offshoots, things like that. Um, it's only records. Gotcha. It's no, not going to be full, full-length records. You were mentioning that... This didn't include Heartbreak Hotel, which at the time was his, you know, everywhere. That was his hit, but... Was it released as a single? Yeah, it was, and in... It's on every reissue. Reissues. So it was probably like a single that was out at the same time, so now they bunch it together. Yeah, exactly. All right, so the next section is, what do we think? A Thousand One Records. Is it a classic? Does it deserve to be? It has to be. There was a a (laughs) confluence of things, and he was the right... He had the right combination of looks and moves and voice to make this, to bring this to the masses. You know, it probably wouldn't have happened without someone like him to do this, and he was the right person for for that job. And he did he did it well, certainly. Um, but you know, we, we certainly weren't ready to you know had this been say a, a, a black singer that probably wouldn't have happened at least when it mm-hmm. at the time. Um, would have caused quite a stir among... Well, I mean, yeah. going back, you know, Little Richard and all these other artists had already been doing these songs and had some level of success, but not nearly the, you know, weeks at number one sort of sort of status. He created, he created so much hubbub just from, like, shaking his hips on TV. Right. You know, like... Uh, there, it was just a very sensitive time. And not, the, not... The, the quote in the, in the liner notes from Elvis in 72... Man, I was tamed. I was tamed compared to what they do now, but like just like that chip, that shake of the hip was enough to send it over the top. Yeah, yeah, that definitely, uh, that definitely deserves its place in the uh, thousand one. Cool, I think so too. I mean, th- even though it's the the my only problem is that it's really uneven. It it feels kind of more mm-hmm. of a constructed. Like it doesn't feel like a completely complete album cohesive cohesive album it's just his singles 
but that's kind of good enough for yeah. for this. I mean, Without it, we wouldn't be here talking about any of this well, shit. It's not forget, but like back then, it's like albums. You know, like yeah, albums were still kind of new. Yeah. yeah, like the idea. Yeah, of, the forty-five, the singles were that, the I mean, radio that was dominating was music for so you know most of the early 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 twentieth century, and and it is again. Yeah, yeah, we're back to singles now, huh? For the yeah. most part. So we're all pretty much in agreement that mm -hmm. it's on here. Um, other observations. His wang. The, <laughs> the, S, the S on the album cover looks like a wang. Just going to put that out there. It's like a cartoon press, doll. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. For, for the album cover, including the, the secret uh, S dong, <laughs> it's, it's iconic. Uh, yeah, we were covered talking by about the earlier. clash. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's, a, it's a very simple cover. Yeah. It's just him, black and white, on it with uh, his name across the left border and the bottom. Uh, the way it's laid out, uh, and it's maybe and maybe because picture. of the the subtle wang, yeah, uh, it really really changes it up. Well, just he's uh, his eyes closed. He's in the middle of just wailing a song out. Like it's it's a it's a yeah. fully it's an action shot, and it it it's conveys a, a good amount of the energy. That yeah, I'm it's often a good, mimics. It's too. a good yeah. yeah. It's a good design for sure. Yeah, I think um, it's pretty black and white with that. Bold, very bold. Green you know, and pink. Green orange and pink. Or yeah. Green and orange, I guess. Um, I'd say almost. I mean, almost, almost like a pop art kind of style, or pop art has taken from it. All right. Anything so. else? Are we we good on that one? <laughs> I. I mean, I think it speaks for itself. It's El It's like Elvis. I yeah. mean. Elvis, it, it, it occupies a place. I, I think I would, might have sounded like I was being too harsh on him. Really. Oh no! I was trying to. No, no. You know, give give credit where credit's due, and I, and I do again think he was a talented individual. Um, but I, I think there was a lot of I don't want to call it posturing and marketing that went into that. But yeah, that that was there was there was an equation there, however intentional or, I think, or not. I think he was like you know he he's wild. Sure, he's, sure. He's a wild guy, and I think he had the right. It's like the right time for that. They he had the right manager to put him in front of people. And that it, it just happened. It's, it's like the, it's kind of like the Beatles. It's the perfect, yeah. Confluence of things. You know, that... it could have been someone else, but it it's Elvis, it, and, it was and, and he had a good what... he had a good voice. He had a great look. This is what broke it wide open. And this is yeah. Happened. Nobody else is gonna make it that big. It was like he just had too much going for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like he's like probably the biggest star of the 20th century um, in terms yeah. of record sales. Yeah. Right. Is that not Michael Jackson? King of Pop. Yeah, this is Again, we're we're, we're jumping we're we're jumping yeah. forward three years from now. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Just wait. Michael Jackson emerges on the scene. I mean three years from this podcast. Yes, yeah, we'll we'll get to the eighties or late seventies in three years. So next we're gonna cover the tragic songs of life by the Lubin brothers. That should be fun. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Satan is waiting. <laughs> Satan is real. Oh yeah. All right. Take it easy. Standing alone Without a dream in my heart Without love of my own Blue moon 
you knew just what I was there 